Oh, man. To be young and in lust. <laughs> oh, no, that was that was love. What they were doing was love. <laughs> they're, still, they're still together. <laughs> I keep tabs. I gave them my card. <laughs> hey, if you ever need me, I officiate weddings. <laughs> no, I think it would have been a lot more problematic if I would have just said, hey, if you ever need me. <laughs> <laughs> no context. But they will. And they'll be glad they have that card. Oh, they'll need me. <laughs> Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they have not seen. And the other I'm one your... is ensnared by the other during the opening model. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been me a lot recently. It's really about time that I got you back. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host, Wesley. Uh, the current point total for the show, uh, I would go ahead and say you could start the show here if this is your first season, and, uh, this is fine. I was thinking about that while I was in the bathroom today. I feel like any start to the season's an entry point. I mean this episode specifically. The final quiz episode (laughs) of this season is the best jumping off point for you. And just so you know, the current score is me, Ethan, 38.25 points out of a total 54. Uh, And Wesley uh, has 43.25 out of a predicted 58. Did I forget that I had to do work for this episode? That's correct. I have not scored Wesley's quiz, so we're going to do it on the fly. I don't know what he got either. (laughs) Okay, I just got a review to see how many points I need. (laughs) I voted today, so that felt pretty cool. Illegally, of course. Uh, So, last week I quizzed Wesley on the movie Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, He watched that, I'm assuming, you watched that last night, quite late at night. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to go over that. And uh, if you have any questions about the real movie Dolomite, I did also watch that. (laughs) Um, So for the open-ended questions, I asked why you hadn't seen the movie uh, and what happens in it. You said you hadn't seen it because of a big scandal which stopped (laughs) Eddie Murphy from hosting the Oscars. Did you look up what that was? Yes, I did. And it was... (laughs) Well, apparently it wasn't that big of a deal because as you were watching the movie, the first thing you texted me uh, was, I love Eddie Murphy, (laughs) apropos of nothing. Uh, But anyway, okay, so he was going to host the 2012 Oscars. Um, you, You didn't watch this movie because of a scandal that happened seven years before the movie came out. This was when he made that tower heist movie and a day after the director and his partner brett ratner uh 
who is gonna like produce the award ceremony mm-hmm. uh resigned after saying something homophobic and then eddie murphy was just kind of like well there I, yeah i guess i'm out too <laughs> just like just a clean slate mm-hmm. uh you said it's about a comedian who develops a hot shot persona because he wants to be a wealthy celebrity that's pretty much all he wants uh, so he develops a persona of Dolomite and does black exploitation films with absurd antics that look bad. Uh, he also has disgusting stand-up with very explicit album covers. I'll just give you two points. That's pretty much the movie. Thank you. What is Rudy's issue with Red Fox? You just got that wrong. Yeah, it was the exact opposite. It's that mm-hmm. Red Fox is cussing. Mm-hmm. All he does and is now- cuss. Rudy doesn't like that until he co-opts it to become his entire personality. (laughs) Sex sells. Uh, And then I asked you, what is the origin of the Dolomite moniker? Uh, You said it came from martial arts movies and loading dynamite. So I'm just going to go ahead and say you're wrong. Yeah. uh, He stole it from uh, people who are homeless. Mm Mm-hmm. There's just uh, old, I think they're old slave stories that just kind of get passed around by word of mouth, and he kind of just took that. Yeah, but he very specifically took them from people who are homeless. Oh, yeah, no. And the movie never addresses. <laughs> Does he ever... Reconciles with that. Yeah, I'm not sure he ever gives back to that community. He does evict a lot of homeless people and people with drug problems from a motel or from a hotel but that's which fine. he then sleeps in <laughs> yeah which is fine i guess um and then the last question how does the gang convince derville martin to co-star in their movie you said they promise him something they can't deliver like a big paycheck nobody How'd they get how'd they get Derville in? Don't they isn't it just promising that he can direct? Yep, that's it. He doesn't need the paycheck, he just wants the credit. Yeah. Wesley Snipes does such a good job in this movie. Yeah. But again, I wouldn't have watched it if I known he he was in it because of his scandal. <laughs> <laughs> I you are an ardent defender of the US tax system. I just don't like scandals. I don't want to be... I try and keep 10 feet of distance between me and anyone with a scandal. And It's so difficult for him to walk into any DVD store where he might come across the television series. Hell, it's hard for me just to walk down the street. (laughs) My life is hard. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a bit of a scandal. It's kind of scandalous to be this pure... So, in the open-ended section, you got two points. Moving on to multiple choice, I asked you, which of these is not a song pitched to the DJ at the beginning of the movie? Wes, do you remember the songs he pitches? I did have to go back and check, but some of them have very funny titles. Uh, to the DJ? Yes. There's Ring-a-ding-a-ding. Uh, it's Ring-a-ling-a-dong, but that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I forget the other ones. Uh, there was Buggy Ride, which is a real cool, funky song that he made. 
and then step it up and go. You realized who I, the DJ was, right? Um, I think his name is DJ Funky Love. I'm just kidding. It's Snoop Dogg. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I know who Snoop Dogg is. Well, for a second, it really seemed like you didn't. <laughs> I just didn't want to spoil that it was Snoop Dogg because I thought it would be funny for you to uncover that yourself. Uh, the fake answer was Daddy, What's a Train? Uh, which is a song that I looked up seconds into starting last week's recording because I needed a fake song title. <laughs> The song title itself is not fake. It is the title of a real song. I have no idea what it sounds like, but we could pull it up in a little bit. Um, yeah. I asked you what theme song Craig Robinson's character memorized to easily appeal to white people. Uh, you had said the theme song to Sanford and Son. Uh, I forgot. Uh, it's the theme song to The Poseidon Adventure, a movie I only heard about three weeks ago. Great. You did get the correct amount of money for how much uh, Rudy's aunt made falling off a bus, but you did not get correct why Rudy wanted to borrow all of it. Uh, you thought it was for the movie. He hadn't even started his career, his movie-making career at that point. Yeah. Um, it's to make a record, everyone. Yeah, it was just to make a record. Which of these albums does Snoop Dogg play when Rudy comes back to the record shop? It's wriggling a dong. That's funny. Uh, the idea that, that that Snoop Dogg's character would just keep fucking roasting him was amazing. <laughs> uh, and then what did Lady Reed do when her ex-husband tried to have sex with her? Unfortunately, it was not what you had hoped. She did not pretend that she was on a, ba- a bad roller coaster and just say, Woo! <laughs> She says a very weird thing where she would pretend that he was fucking a donkey. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of funny, but I don't like the implication that she was thinking of herself as a donkey. <laughs> or maybe she was removing herself from the equation entirely, which good for her. Yeah, that's what I got more out of it than some kind of I... bestiality t- <laughs> I'm not able to get this bestiality off your mind. I'm not able to stop thinking about having sex with a donkey. <laughs> Something about it. You're a Democrat through and through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only reason why. The policy I couldn't really care for. They just have the sexier mascot. Um. So out of the multiple choice questions you received... One additional point. Are you fucking kidding me? Did I? Okay. Great. That's fine. I can do that. <laughs> I was like, did I make uh, extra difficult questions at the end of this quiz? I did. I forgot one, but I can get that. <laughs> um, so you have a total of three points. Moving on to true or false, where we always bring it back. Uh, I asked you... True or false, Rudy wants his jokes to end with a rim shot. False. He does not. False. Mm -hmm. So you got that false. Uh, True or false, when Rudy thinks of back home, he thinks, damn, I miss the food from back home. Uh, No, he does not. Yeah. 
This is a very quick line where I loved his delivery, where he just goes, man, when I think of back home, I think, fuck back home. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fast, but it's burned into my skull. Mm -hmm. We see Rudy Rudy studies kung fu, and we see him do it. Uh, You said false, but we do see him stop and start. That's two points right there. (laughs) A bit generous to say that he was studying it, though. Yeah. It's true. Um, the action scene of it, though, was one of the funnier shticks. Mm-hmm. The you're talking about when they're showing the actual clip. Yeah, where he's like beating up people mm-hmm. by the car. Is there any angle where we can make it look like he's kicking <laughs> these men? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I encourage anyone to go watch the original scene, too. They are very faithful in this <laughs> biopic to how it looks. But the original is also incredible because it has the awful like grunts of people getting hurt. <laughs> and I would guess the sound effects as well. Mm-hmm. It's got them. Great. Also, the way that the, the FBI agent just walks up at the beginning of that scene. <laughs> where he's like, I'm FBI. <laughs> I don't need a warrant. This is my warrant. That actor delivers it perfectly. <laughs> um, true or false? Rudy purchases and restores the historic Dunbar Hotel. You said false. He he does renovate it. Yeah, but he doesn't purchase it. Yeah. <laughs> so you got that true? Did he rented it? Yeah. No, he just broke in. No, I thought he rented it. Oh, sorry. No, I remember it now. He didn't rent it. He made an agreement with the landlord that if they cleaned it up, they would yeah. be allowed okay. to film there. Yeah. And then the last true or false question. The theater owner agrees to give Rudy a cut of popcorn sales for playing his movie there. He does not. <laughs> Very aggressively denies him that, right? <laughs> I just went to, I went thrifting yesterday mm-hmm. and... uh went to the like most pristine looking St. Vinny's that I've ever gone to. Mm. Like they had the most display shelves I've ever seen in a thrift store. <laughs> and they made all this trashy run of the mill thrift store items look like they're brand new. Like they're <laughs> like, like they really cleaned the stuff up. Yeah, it was like a it was a beautiful thrift store. I didn't buy anything from it because all the stuff is stuff you would just find at a normal thrift store. <laughs> um, but they sold popcorn as well. I don't think I like that. They had their own like you know those long bags that you see at like a farmers market where they like twist yeah. the ends. They were selling it in bags like that but they were making it in-house uh-huh i mean i guess that's a cheap way to like make your store stick out and also just and very easy way to make money <laughs> right some kids would just like be bored ask for money from their parents get popcorn yeah. you would go in there for a cheap dinner <laughs> go on a great date to the saint Vinny's, where you and your partner can get lovely popcorn dinner and look at all the magnificent antiques that they have 
all of their shelving was like custom made. Someone like built it for them. Someone's built every shelf. Yeah, but I would say <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to get me, folks, and I'm not gonna let yep. him. Not today. Hackles up. I'm gonna bully the shit out of you. I was bullying the shit out of this guy the other day when he couldn't stay awake through a Mario party. <laughs> hey, I stayed awake and <laughs> I made it lose. through. I don't remember who won. I did. It was between me and Takara. All I remember really about when I was falling asleep was the fact that I won a mini game with one <laughs> eye closed. <laughs> you were getting so mad at me, Takara, for bullying you and asking you if you wanted to stop. <laughs> You refused to stop playing. It would have been rude. <laughs> Both of us offered. I want to make it clear. I checked in with Wes. I was like, Wes, if you want to go to sleep, you can. I don't need to finish this game. It's far more polite to stay on the phone with someone and sleep. Than, <laughs> than it to... is to say, hey, sorry, I'm really tired. I'm going to go to bed. Exactly. It's like when you were in high school and you were texting somebody that you liked. And if you ever said goodnight, they assumed you didn't want to talk to them forever. Mm -hmm. The never ending conversation via text. Mm -hmm. That's how I break up with people. You text them forever? Or you just say goodnight? I finally, (laughs) for the first and last time, (laughs) tell them goodnight. Devastating every time. <laughs> the first and last good night would be a great name for anything. Especially a comedy album. Alright, let's hurry up so I can talk about Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> Which is our next black lead film. Uh no. Uh it's it's the screenshot next. You have six points right now. Screenshot you described. Uh you said, is that Titus? It is Titus. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you said it's uh, also probably Lady Reed. She's got one of those wire cutters used for taking off a piece of clay. No, she's just got a pulley system. Mm-hmm. It's wrapped around a chandelier. It is. Uh, it's Rudy's cost-saving way of getting better lighting. It's not. Um, it doesn't sound fun, but it probably is. Wes, was this scene fun? Fairly subjective question, but in order to get the points, yes. <laughs> no, it was fun. I want your honest opinion. I will give you the point. <laughs> give me your honest opinion. Did you like that scene? It was fun. It was a scene where uh, Rudy is very insecure about having a sex scene. Mm-hmm. And Lady Reed gives him the advice to lean into it and make it fun. Like, it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be something like tender. And mm-hmm. so it's a scene where they're they have all these pulleys to make like the bed shake and things falling off the wall and even the ceiling collapses. <laughs> it's a great scene. And you want to know what sucks? That's not in Dolomite. It's probably in the second one, mm. but it's not in the first one. And I was so bummed out. <laughs> I was also I watched Dolomite at work. I made a mistake. <laughs> I should have known ahead of time, having watched the the biopic of the movie, to not watch this movie in a workplace setting. 
why? <laughs> why would you? Ever? Oh, I put it on. I watched five minutes and I was like, oh, wait, I shouldn't do this. <laughs> and Ethan, where do you work again? Um, Nowhere in particular. Hmm. Wow. He's growing. The Glendale folks. Galleria. At the Dunkin' Donuts. Come and say hi. I work Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Do you? Yeah. At the Glendale Gallery at Dunkin' Donuts. You think I can afford living in Los Angeles, California without multiple jobs? I thought you were. <laughs> this is a lie. hungry and now i have to think of a multiple choice question uh so wesley i will tell you your score after this do you want to do post quiz bonus questions first or do you want to say whether or not you'd watch it uh bonus all right cool number one and let me tell you folks this is going to be a challenge because i got pretty drunk last night (laughs) (laughs) this movie is is very fun to watch (laughs) very drunk (laughs) <laughs> did you watch it alone or was takara there too takara was there too getting drunk <laughs> nice i feel like this would be a fun drunk movie if that was a thing that i could do without dying let's do it bachelor right. party woo, woo! Woo! <laughs> woo! um so open-ended question why does rudy want his record stamp to be what it is so i guess first what's the record stamp and then tell me why he wants it to be that i don't recall this at all (laughs) all right i'll just go ahead and give you the zero it's pretty early in the movie so you may have been in the early phase of getting absolutely trashed well no if it's at the beginning of the movie i should remember it but (laughs) (laughs) um so he I'll, i'll let you know his stamp is the little devil Oh, okay. I remember seeing that now. I don't remember mm-hmm. it being talked about. He wanted that as his stamp because he wanted people to think that it was illegal. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, now I have to think of a multiple choice question real quick, which means I have to come up with three. This is the worst one I think that I could have left out. So here's what I'll do instead. I'll give you another open-ended question. This one's going to be worth three points uh, because I fucked up. (laughs) I think that's fair, right, audience? Yes. They love it. They love it. They think it's fair. We Uh, love it. We think it's fair. We love it. We love it. It's fair. Uh, It's fair. It's fair. (laughs) It's fair. Um, What... Production studio picks up the film Dolomite. <sighs> Which one is it? I could actually give you multiple choice options too, I think. Okay. Do that. Still um, worth three is... points. <laughs> <laughs> it's no it won't be worth three points if you can't get it now. Multiple choice. Give me the multiple choice. Alright. Is it Fox? Miramax or Dimension? Dimension? It is Dimension. Okay, great. Three points. One point. And I only gave you three options this time. 
Because I could not for the life of me think of a fourth studio that could have possibly picked up this movie. Well, I remember his list that he was crossing off. And I remember Paramount was on there, too. Mm, I That's the one I live closest to? Didn't even come to mind. <laughs> Fu- hey, fuck Paramount. <laughs> Ethan, they're listening. Send them after me. I'm being broadcast through their towers. (laughs) What they don't know is that we're a real Paramount-sponsored show. We're real Paramount fanboys. It would be harder to find, you know, a greater love of Paramount than the two of us. He's back. Uh, And then the final bonus question. True or false? Ugly girls get into the making club for double price true false ugly girls get in free Mm. (laughs) pretty girls get in for half price ugly girls get in for free and i think that's nice all right well that's it so at the end of this quiz wesley you are walking away with nine points not too shabby all right i'll take it i needed about 14 (laughs) Oh, I'm much closer, I think. <laughs> we still haven't decided what uh, the winner is going to get as a prize. I think we're we're locked in on battery. No, we can think of something better. We'll have to go. I also think batteries are, frankly, too expensive. Yeah, it has to be under $2, right? Mm-hmm. Including shipping, but we both have Prime, I think, so that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. We love Jeff Bezos. I bankroll him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Wesley, with your nine points, would you watch this movie again? I could get you a sparkle metallic favor cup that says Big Dream Sparkle More. <laughs> All right, that's what we'll fight each other over. Go ahead and post that on the Twitter. That's the prize for the season. <laughs> or unicorn stickers. Ooh, stickers! <laughs> I could get you a fingernail clipper. <laughs> I could always use I could always use fingernail clippers. A one dollar one probably sucks. Two dollar well, one. Absolutely. Two dollars? We can take it. We can do it. We'll put up a poll. <laughs> Wes, write these down. I'll put them on a poll after the episode. Now answer my now answer my question. We'll do the logistics later. <laughs> We are recording a show. <laughs> oh. Um, Would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I'd watch it again. It's a fun movie. I really liked it. I would say I would give it the label of good. Um, it definitely feels like. I don't know where I was going with that sentence. So I'll say it definitely feels like a fun movie. <laughs> I agree. It's just a good time. I would also watch this movie again. Hell, it inspired me to go watch the original one. Uh, Yeah, I want to watch it too. It, as fun as this movie is, it really is a shame that Rudy Ray Moore did not get to make that movie more outright funny. Like, it's very clear. What was his name? Jeffrey Jones? No, that's the The writer. Actor. Is it Jerry Jones? I think it's Jerry Jones. 
Um, yeah, but the writer, honestly, they could have played up how serious he wanted the movie to be even more because that Dolomite movie is so self-serious. <laughs> like, you don't get a break. Um, and Willie Green, uh, the character played by Derville Martin, is barely in it at all. <laughs> Uh, but it is still fun, and I am curious to watch the sequel, because there is a second one, and I think that's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. But I mean, he made like $10 million off of it, right? Mm-hmm. So That's true. He did make quite a bit of money. No, but I do want to watch it. Also, I want to shout out in particular, I really love the... Re- I, re- <laughs> I love Eddie Murphy. Were you drunk when you texted me that? You must have been. Yes. But I do like him. (laughs) It was just very funny for me because the last thing you had said to me about Eddie Murphy is you were avoiding this movie because of a huge scandal he was involved in. That was a fucking joke. It was a joke. I think everyone, now that I've described what the scandal was, which was practically a non-scandal for Eddie Murphy, (laughs) he literally just resigned because he wanted to get out of the atmosphere. He just wanted to remove himself from the situation. And he'll never host again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but one thing I did want to shout out in particular, I really love the way that this movie handles the relationship between Rudy and Lady Reed. I just think it's really nice. Yeah. It made and me the actress playing Lady Reed is very good. Yeah, it made me really uh wonder like how much like information did they actually know about the relationship? Mm-hmm. It feels like one of those things that's too wholesome to be real. Fully real. Yeah. But I did still like it. If you are going into the original Dolomite thinking she's going to be there a lot. She's in that movie less than Queen Bee is in Black Dynamite. So, not a lot. Okay. Um, And then, most importantly, is this movie better than most of the movies we've done for this podcast? I would say so. I would say this is probably our first real comedy. (laughs) And uh, the only one. (laughs) The only one this season. I just mean, in general, I don't think we've really done any intentionally funny (laughs) movies. Not a single one of the movies that we've ever covered before on this show has been funny on purpose. (laughs) They were all an accident if we ever laughed. We only do serious films here. Like, the the closest thing I could think of to, like, a full-on comedy that we watched and enjoyed... episode four? No, it would have to be um, The Wilder People. Home for The Wilder yeah. People. Yeah, the only funny movie we've ever done. Because Taika Waititi, according to Hollywood right now, is the only working comedian. This is true. I like Taika. He's in a lot right now. Yeah, oversaturation. I've had too much. He's He's a great accent for what he does he's being put in stuff that he doesn't work in we need him in a pixar movie already is you know that 
Which one is he in? The good dinosaur? No. <laughs> He's about to be in Lightyear. Is he? Yep. Is he that robot cat? No, he's not the robot cat. Also, I watched a trailer for because I was at the movies. I saw the full trailer for that movie. Uh-huh. God, it looks so bad. It looks so bad. Um, but the robot cat, terrible. Uh, Taika plays a hapless space ranger. Oh. All right, well. That's that. Uh, we do better movies here, and we have a higher standard for ourselves and the things we put ourselves through. And we'll be right back <laughs> with If Beale Street Could Talk. Well, it's just another comedy, right? We're finally doing another comedy. <laughs> I really wish we weren't doing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do this anymore? It's there's nothing funny about the movie we're about to talk about. It's a very serious movie. It's very heavy. <laughs> Should we just jump to the end of the season? No, I know we can't. We're gonna we're do this. In. We're gonna do this, dude. You could have just done what I did and <laughs> often select your way out at the very last second. And look how well that worked out for you. <laughs> That's true. It is by far the worst movie that we did this season. It was a movie most in line with everything else we've done. <laughs> All right. Uh, a mo- yeah. Let's just. Oh. Whew. We're back to talk about if Beale Street could talk. About if Beale Street could talk. About doing the right thing. All right, Ethan, like I said, there's not a lot of laughs that are going to come from this. So why haven't you seen it? What do you know about it? I know precious little. Um, I've heard that it's very good. Um, I've heard that it tackles very important civil rights issues. I don't know which ones. I oh. We've talked about covering this movie for... I think since the inception of this show. Yeah. So I have looked up nothing. It was definitely when we were just going through movie lists and saying which one we had seen, which one we haven't. Yeah, I remember when we then thought I said we I... needed to be so desperate for content that we would watch anything that the other person hadn't. <laughs> And not go out of our way to watch new things. I remember saying I'd seen it. And then you're like, ooh, I'm actually really interested in seeing it. I'm like, I don't know if I can make a quiz about it. (laughs) And here we are, two years later. Here we are, two and a half years later, covering a movie you didn't want to cover, a movie you don't want to cover, and a movie we are about to do a quiz on that you finished, I assume, maybe an hour ago. All right, so you said what you know about it is it's very good, and I put civil rights in quotation marks. Uh, All right. <laughs> I, 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 I can't give you any more than that, because is this going to be... What I'm concerned about is this is going to be like that melodramatic Oscar bait type movie. No, it's not okay. going to be that. 
That's good. That's the bare minimum that I ask for in a movie that's too heavy. This is a movie it's... that I think the Oscars would be too scared to touch. <laughs> There's like there are too many topics in this yeah. for us. This is the movie that the writer from Dolomite was trying to write. Speaking of writers, who wrote the book this movie is based on? Fuck you, dude. This is open-ended? Yeah. Um, if Beale Street could talk. I'm going... This, this book was surprisingly written by a cisgender white man named C.S. Lewis. <laughs> so C.S. Lewis went from... <laughs> <laughs> no um let's go everybody put me on blast my angelou right. should i read more black authors yes i should be better how old Should is... Should I read more in general? Probably yes. How old is Fanny and how old is Tish? Dude, you were struggling, weren't you? <laughs> these are... These are rough. <laughs> this movie's gonna hurt so bad, isn't it? You are... <laughs> they mentioned this several times in the movie, okay? As many times as they do in How Stella Got Her Groove Back? As as many times as Stella is called Stella whenever someone addresses her, yes. Okay, so at every opportunity when one of these characters is addressed, no, I'm they pretty also sure mention their age. This is mentioned three times in the movie. Okay, what are the characters' names again? Doesn't matter. Fanny and Tish. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you know what their name is. Fanny and Tish are Fonny twins. Tish. They are Bonnie and Fanny and Tish are triplets and they are both 16 years old it's their sweet 16 they're oh think of the party they're about to have this this is a this is a high school party movie all right what crime has fine you've been accused of committing obviously murder this is one hell of a party what actress from a movie this season plays tish's mom all right. I'll guess Angela Bassett. All right. Multiple choice. I really wish I could watch a movie where Angela Bassett has fun. <laughs> <laughs> like like the first half of, of the movie we did watch with her in it, but the whole movie instead. <laughs> What gift does Fanny craft and give to Tish's mom? I thought you said GIF with no T. She's out in GIF Maker Studio clipping shit from SpongeBob to send to her. Who's the who's the present for her mom? Yeah. Um Uh It's a multiple choice, so hold on. I just came up with a better uh end of the quiz bonus question then finish the movie without being on my phone (laughs) 
Um, Finish this movie without what weeping. What gift does Fanny craft and give to Tish's mom? A, a sculpture. B, a table. C, a bookcase. D, a desk. Bookcase. Bookcase. Ambitious for a 16-year-old. How does... Fa- it's almost like I'm wrong. How does Fanny's father respond to the news of Tish's pregnancy? A, he's ecstatic. B, he's outraged. C, he's indifferent. Or D, he's confused. You ran the whole spectrum of ways to feel about a pregnancy. Those are the only four ways any person could feel. Yeah. I listed the four go... human emotions. Mm-hmm. The only ones I feel on a daily basis. I'm going to go with my most commonly felt emotion. Confused. All right. Oh, my God. I, I saw my shadow appear on the door next to me. But for some reason, I thought it was in your frame behind you. <laughs> I'm not well. <laughs> How does Fani's mother uh, respond to the news of Tisha's pregnancy? A, she's ecstatic. B, she's outraged. C, she's indifferent. Or D, she's confused. I'm going to go with... Ecstatic. Ecstatic? All right, extra... Ecstatic. Extra credit, which side do Fani's sisters land on? Confused or ecstatic? Ah, uh, confused. They keep hitting themselves in their confusion. Where does... Desperate for comedic content, I go back to the recesses of Pokemon. (laughs) Where does Tish get her job? A, a perfume counter. B, a jewelry counter. C, the front desk. Or D, the phone operator room. No store, but various locations that could be in any store. Usually a mall. Perhaps a TJ Maxx or a Kohl's. <laughs> I will say jewelry. All right. Where does Hoping Victoria... Hoping now that I have not answered B for every answer. <laughs> no, you've listed every single letter so far. In some Zodiac Killer-esque clue. <laughs> I'm actually sending Wesley a message that we need to stop the show. (laughs) Where does Victoria, Fani's accuser, flee to? A. Cleveland. B. New Orleans. C. Puerto Rico. Or D. Sicily. Going the way of Michael Corleone. We're in Sicily. All right. We're going to see a car explode. True or false? Or should I have said, I just lost go it. in the way of Drew Carey. We're going to Cleveland. <laughs> We're going to see a car explode. True or false? Fani and his arresting officer have a history. They always do. Let's say True. Listeners, my friend is struggling. Uh, my tablet froze. Why are you doing this to him? Give him his internet back. 
True. Everyone in the city that Wesley lives in, which I don't think he said on the show, so I will dox him. <laughs> Further than you already have. Further. I've given his full name and the location that he works, but I will not say what city he lives in. True or false, Daniel, Fanny's friend, was convicted of marijuana possession. False. Harder drug. Harder. Crack rock. True or false, Tish and Fanny's potential landlord wants to rent to young couples in love no matter their skin color. Uh, I don't like this <laughs> scenario that you put me in. But I'll say true. I don't like people... I don't like landlords. Period. But I also don't like landlords who say, I only want to let the unit to this specific group. Controversial. Um, I know. People. Most people love landlords. It's crazy. Tisha's dad. Raise my rent! Raise my rent! Ethan desperately trying to boost the mood of this quiz. My um, room is miked, so I'm just trying to make sure my landlord can hear me. Tisha's dad wants his daughter to get an abortion. Abortion? Is that where Ethan is going for comedy now? <laughs> Saying abortion in a funny way? We... <laughs> We are having a, simply having the most difficult time we've ever had. In an objectively funny way. <laughs> um, true. All right. Simply having <laughs> a Martian. Tish flies after and confronts... <laughs> Tish flies after and confronts Victoria about her accusations. False. We'll just drive to Sicily. Uh, true or false, Fanny ends up taking a plea deal. I'm going to hope Oh no, this movie must end sad. I I was going to say false they get acquitted, but now I'm thinking false they, they just they just they there's no plea deal. They just they just found guilty. Okay. I always fucking close out of my picture. So now I have to find it. <clears throat> Hey, listeners, y'all hear that uh, Hugh Neutron is coming to Nickelodeon Smash Bros? If we're going to talk about anything fun, we have to talk about Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, Beasts. <laughs> The Secrets of Dumbledore. We didn't talk about that. Hey, guys, just so we can cool down this episode, we'll do a victory lap and talk about Fantastic Beasts. If you want to stick around, we'll place it after the outro. <laughs> All right. What else are you going to do? Switch over to the American Journal of Losers, an objectively better podcast than this? <laughs> All right, I sent you the picture. 
This is Shark Tale. Um, so what, what we have here, first of all, an immaculately colored designed shot. This is, from just a color perspective, very pretty to look at. It's a turquoise bathtub with a yellow curtain and two children, uh, in a bubble bath, uh, playing around with each other. Um, I cannot remember these characters' names for the life of me. <laughs> You've said them so many times, and I'm just stuck on the fact that one of them's name is Fani with an F. And I realize that's not great optically for me to think it's a quote-unquote weird name. And I, folks, just know I acknowledge that. But I'm locked on to it. Uh, but it's the two main characters of the movie in a flashback to their childhood when times were good when they could just uh be children and it's it, it, it's all about innocence their their parents uh couldn't always take care of the two of them or, or their own child so they would often spend nights at the other's house so we established that they're close and that that's what this scene is doing they have a fun, a fun time in a bubble bath this is the only moment of levity in the entire movie did I say did I talk too fast I realize I usually slow it down I, I can repeat something if you need me to <laughs> nope I'm good alright it doesn't matter what I've said. It just matters that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is the quiz for If Beale Street Could Talk. You can find this through uh, the Spectrum app. <laughs> or What? You can how the fuck it. does that work? You're going to have to teach me how to do that. I don't have... Uh, access to Spectrum. When I went on my Roku and searched for this movie, it came up as the only option that wasn't, like, rentable. I must have... Th I have... S oh, I don't have Spectrum TV. That's how they get me. That's how they get me. Uh, Wes, you want to do the outro and then we can talk about Fantastic Beasts? <laughs> sure. You've been listening to an happy, more energy, happy. <laughs> You've been listening to the game show We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The current score is Ethan, 38.25, and Wesley, 52.25. Make sure to check our Twitter so you can vote on what prize one of us will win at the end of the season. And that account is We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose or on Letterboxd at eGeese. Then you can follow me on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember. <laughs> Cool, so that's the end of that part of the episode. If you're still interested in listening to us talk about the hottest new film 
in the Harry Potter cinematic universe. Please note that I have not seen it. Wesley did not spend money on it. No money is going to Just Kidding Rowley. He just got it free as a screener. He didn't give J.K. Rowling any money. They're just close personal friends. This is true. All right, so... Ethan, you probably as good as anyone who has seen this movie could answer this question. (laughs) What are the the secrets of Dumbledore? (laughs) You were texting me about it. I really don't. The secrets of Dumbledore could be something as stupid as J.K. Rowling going, he's gay and that's why he never talked about it in any of the other movies. But I feel like they didn't even touch on that. There aren't any. There are no secrets. Maybe it's a room or a book. They, like, brief... They... They never really come out and say that he's gay in this movie. They do it more overtly than they have ever before. But it was like... Dumbledore, gayer than he's ever been before. (laughs) It was his voice? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. They... (laughs) So he has this, like, charm bracelet that carries, like, their blood oath they made to each other. And the reason why Dumbledore can't... They keep saying move on Grindelwald instead of, like, attack. (laughs) Um, No one was watching this movie. Why keep it rated PG? (laughs) Fair. I think it's a fair point. So if he does even think about killing Grindelwald, this charm bracelet will kill him. (laughs) It's so stupid. Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to give a full spoiler synopsis of this movie, as I remember, because there are plenty of parts of this movie that I do not remember. So anybody who's still listening to our show and you're interested in watching this movie for some fucking reason, thanks for sticking around for this episode. We'll be back next week with a season wrap up. Okay, so this movie starts with... uh, What was it? It was... There's this weird thing that's only in this movie. I've seen the other two Fantastic Beasts movies. Hmm. I don't know what it is. It seems like Dumbledore is able to go into this alternate realm. (laughs) (laughs) He can astral project. Like that's what it seems like, but there's no explanation ever. There's and there there's no visual clues. It's like the camera just flips and like the, the ground flips over and it's just the same world, but there's no other people other than the people that Dumbledore wants to be talking to. So like a really shitty version of the mirror dimension from Doctor Strange? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Where the magic is even crazier, like things just like, just crazy like buildings collapse and stuff like that like so fully now the more you're describing it the more this is the mirror dimension yes. from doctor strange it's very similar i got that vibe um and it's just it <laughs> so it starts with him and grindelwald getting tea 
together in this alternate world <laughs> where all it is is just reminding everyone that Grindelwald wants to kill all the muggles. Dumbledore can't do anything about it because of this charm bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> but he just says, don't, maybe. Uh, he does maybe. it because that could kill him. <laughs> Um, so disagreeing is the same thing as thinking, I'm going to kill you, Grindelwald. Grindelwald is now played by Mads Mikkelsen. It's never explained the difference, but I was fine with it. <laughs> um, Look, he's an evil-looking dude. He can play a bad guy whenever he wants. Doesn't matter if he's replacing somebody else. What else? Uh, then we immediately cut to, uh, Newt's commander catching this horse antelope magical creature. It's only birds every once in a while, and it chooses who the next leader of the wizarding world will be. Some, a position that is new to this movie. I just... I, I just want to make it clear. I've never seen any of these movies. I've never had any interest in seeing any of these movies. From what I gather from like all the trailers, it really feels like there are two different storylines happening at all times where Newt is the main character of one of them and then like Dumbledore is the other one and they don't intersect at all. Uh... You'd be wrong. So the first movie is wholly a movie about Newt Scamander. Second movie, not really about anyone in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Always what you want in a movie. No clear characters, period. This movie, it's just about Dumbledore. <laughs> um, we... <sighs> The, the evil wizards show up. They kidnap the deer horse thing because if you if you get its blood, you can see the future. So it chooses the leader of the quote-unquote free world. And if you get its blood, you can see the future. This is not an animal I can see being hunted to extinction <laughs> anytime soon. So Grindelwald slits its throat immediately and looks into his future we see images that like the, the camera is looking at it from grindelwald's perspective so the image is upside down to us and i can't tell what he's seeing <laughs> <laughs> mostly um, blood it's just a lot of people waving wands essentially um hate to see it Dumbledore immediately catches on to this and is like, oh, he's going to use this to somehow uh, tamper with the results of this uh, election. He's going to overturn the election? A Grindelwald insurrection? <laughs> um, and he comes up with this convoluted plan of having no plan at all because that way if he sees images of the future he'll just be confused let me tell you folks it just confuses the viewer as well <laughs> he gets just a ragtag group of people together and gives them 
instructions that no one else knows besides the person getting the instructions. But it seems like the instructions don't really mean anything. There's no plan. It's just these groups of people getting sent to the proximity of Grindelwald and doing random things. I think I, I think I, I think I know what the secret of Dumbledore is now. That he's just half-assing it, it this whole time. <laughs> no, not even that he's half-assing it. It's um, whatever plan he had is the secret. He just tells people, but only he knows the plan. <laughs> but it's so clear that he does not have a plan. No, it's a secret. <laughs> There's a difference between not telling someone your plan, not having a plan. And keeping your plan a secret. So. It's like jazz. Newt's assistant takes his suitcase and he's she's just essentially told, go make like six copies of this suitcase. They're like, okay. So that happens. <laughs> uh, one The one black male character in this movie is sent to infiltrate Grindelwald and... Uh, his instructions are to not even do it covertly to tell Grindelwald that he's he was sent to spy and that he wants to join his side, but instead Grindelwald just destroys all memories of his, this guy's family. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You're not allowed to know what your family is anymore. Well, because Grindelwald killed them in the last movie. It seems like a pretty heavy price. (laughs) (laughs) Then the rest of them move together, four of them, (laughs) to no time to the Berlin Ministry of Magic, where there are groups of protesters trying to. They're just chanting who they think the leader of the of the world should be. Not something that's decided by anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the der- German chancellor de- decides to pardon Grindelwald of all of his crimes. And there's no real reason behind this. There's no... There's no... It's not even clear he's on Grindelwald's side. It's just like, hey, this guy deserves to stand. Uh, the people want him. The people want him. So he should... He should just get it. Um, Not how it's ever worked, um, but we're going to decide that's how this works now. But before he announces it, Dumbledore's instructions to do was to just go up to him and say, hey, do the right thing. And he doesn't. <laughs> Call back to our earlier episode. <laughs> then Newt's brother sees like half a dozen evil wizards who uh, work for Grindelwald. He goes up to the six of them and say, hey, you're all under arrest. They immediately knock him out and capture him. <laughs> what should happen? Any t- Remember, folks, if someone says you're under arrest, knock him out. <laughs> Especially if you outnumber them six to one. <laughs> uh, Newt immediately has to go then rescue him from the prison. Which Dumbledore later says was all part of the plan. <laughs> um, 
while the yes. other two in the <laughs> I planned this. Me, I'm a genius. While the other two are just supposed to sit around in this ministry of magic because Grindelwald's going to show up for a dinner the next night and uh his competitor might get assassinated <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds unclear so he gets pardoned then we just like we keep cutting back to Dumbledore because there's this character Clarence played by the guy who plays the Flash what's his name Ezra Miller yeah, Ezra Miller it was revealed in the last movie Ezra Miller's character is a Dumbledore. Um, and it was revealed last week that Ezra Miller is still assaulting people in Hawaii. <laughs> still on his assaulting spree. <laughs> Their assaulting Their spree. Assaulting spree. That's right. I'm sorry. Um, we can still make fun of them, but we're going to do it the right way. It's true. Um, so... Ezra Miller's character is sent to uh, assassinate Dumbledore. Dumbledore somehow knows this, takes him to his alternate dimension, beats the shit out of him, <laughs> takes him back into the real dimension where it makes it look like he just fell in a puddle. What act of the movie are we in? Like, how how far is this into the movie? We're not even halfway through. Uh... Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that, but still. He... Then it's like, oh, I'm like, I recognize that you're a Dumbledore. I'm sorry for your pain. I wouldn't have abandoned you if I had known you were a Dumbledore. That's enough for Ezra to be like, wow, he this guy's a really good guy. <laughs> then he goes back to Grindelwald and uh, Grindelwald's like, hey, you failed. I expected this. I'm going to give you another chance to kill this guy. <laughs> And then he deletes the memories of this character's family. No, he just does it to that one guy. Um, I would like that to be just a thing that Grindelwald does anytime he meets someone new. There's a lot of scenes between Dumbledore and his brother that I'm forgetting because it is so pointless. (laughs) We spent so much time. So much of this movie is characters talking in rooms in a in a world where there's magic. <laughs> the number one thing you want to see is people talking to each other in rooms. Yes. About things that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Remember when things used to be good? I do. We see a young Minerva McGonagall who tells Dumbledore, Hey... They pardon Grindelwald. He's gonna stand for this election. Did you clap when you saw her? Yeah, I did. I get a standing <laughs> oh, um, standing orgasm. <laughs> and <laughs> I, yeah, I had no reaction whatsoever. And then he was like, hey, can you cover my class tomorrow? Because I'm just going to go take care of this myself. And she's like, sure. I'm like, oh, so Dumbledore doesn't really have a plan. Mm-hmm. He shows up and just talks also, to... Also, what fucking stakes are there in this movie? That Dumbledore might die? We know he doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Say that any, literally anyone else would die. And there would be stakes. Yeah. It's... Dumbledore shows up. 
to give Newt all the paperwork he needs to get into this prison. Uh, the only moment of levity is Newt breaking into the prison because there's all these like scorpion creatures that he has to do a funky walk <laughs> in order for them to not kill him and his brother. Like Vin Diesel's The Pacifier, yes. It's like five minutes. <laughs> and it's... Like Vin Diesel's The Pacifier, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they stop the assassination of Grindelwald's opponent. Which is weird that he has a po- an opponent at all. Because it's so unclear. It's not an election. Why do people like it? His argument. So his argument in the last movie was he has some convention in like Paris where he. It seemed like he was like more of a like a his ideology like he was more like an outright fascist in the last movie where he was like, we need to conquer the Muggles. And we're going to do it. We're underground right now. We need to conquer the muggles because they're going to cause the Holocaust. That's essentially, he shows images of the Holocaust in a very tasteless. (laughs) I mean, you're talking about just kidding, Rowling. It's going to be tasteless. Uh, And I think halfway through writing this movie, she probably realized, I think I might actually like fascism. Uh, we got to wrap up this movie because I need to eat dinner. Okay. They stop the assassination, but they make it look like Dumbledore was the one trying to assassinate her. But there's no repercussions and it's quickly forgotten. Uh, they go to Hogwarts and go to the room of requirements. It's they all. How much Star Wars Episode Nine? There's no time. Energy is in the third act of this movie. Oh, none. This movie felt like it had all the time in the world. (laughs) (laughs) There's literally a point where Dumbledore talks to everyone. They reunite at Hogwarts. And he's like, well, that went exactly according to plan. And they're all like, wait, what? And he's like, yes, (laughs) but things have gotten worse. (laughs) Because Grindelwald... (laughs) the one thing they were trying to prevent happened so <laughs> grindelwald could stand for election he also made this the the deer horse thing that he killed into a zombie so it will select him to be the next leader that, that makes sense i guess it, for the only real plot device in the movie that makes sense but for some reason the election I thought this was just going to be for the German chancellorship. For the longest time, I thought that was the case because so much of this was taking place in Berlin. But then I realized, oh, this is for the world, which makes me wonder why do we have like countries <laughs> for, for these wizards at this point? Um, if there are wizards like Grindelwald who don't care about muggles, why are there countries in the world at all when these supreme <laughs> magic beings can do whatever the fuck they want, wherever the fuck they want? Are there wizard police stopping them? And they're effective somehow? Because the one wizard police officer we saw in this movie got his ass jumped in five seconds. Right. Like, what's the... 
it seems like they're the muggles have affect these wizards so little. Why do you care so much about Concrete? <laughs> Anyways, the why is Grindelwald trying to prevent the Holocaust by committing genocide? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so the hold on, hold on. They're gonna kill some of themselves. I'm just going to get rid of all of them because I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> right. Um, and honestly, he kind of makes a good point. <laughs> <laughs> he should just kill all the muggles because it does seem like they're very evil. <laughs> like the movie doesn't show muggles as anything other than very They show evil. one muggle guy as redeeming. <laughs> That's... Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but the rest of the movie is the most conventional story. So they made all those copies of Newt's suitcase, right? They put another mm-hmm. one of those horse deer things in the suitcase. And mm-hmm. they're just going to run around this city that's in the Himalayas where the wizarding lord is chosen. The Himalayas! And they're just going to run around... And the dark wizards are going to try and figure out which suitcase is the right one. Of course, the right suitcase, the only one remaining, makes it to the choosing ceremony. And guess what? It it chooses Dumbledore. But Dumbledore's like, no, No. I'm not going to do it. Surely there's someone else that's uh, that can do it. And then, yeah, it just chooses some random lady who he never met. Uh, <laughs> and that woman's name is J.K. Rowling. And what I remember from Deathly Hollows is that there's a mention that Dumbledore and Grindelwald, during this moment, the defeat of Grindelwald has is supposed to be the most legendary duel of all time. It takes place in Dumbledore's extra dimension. Where it's been heavily implied throughout the rest of the movie. No one ever sees what's going on. (laughs) And it is the most, like, uninteresting action scene I've seen. I was on my phone during for most of this at this point. (laughs) Are you telling me that the author of this movie didn't have a plan? (laughs) Yes. By writing it so that their main character, who's supposed to be borderline omnipotent, also had no plan. <laughs> Dumbledore beats him. Grindelwald gets away for the possibility of another movie, but everything's wrapped up. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I think they knew. They they knew for sure. According to the Jenny Nicholson thread, there's no way that the writers weren't like, we got to wrap this shit up now. There's no, there's no other movie coming. One of them was J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Um... And then there's just a wedding between a muggle and uh, the muggle guy and a witch lady who was in love with him. And in the last movie, joined Grindelwald for reasons and then Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, rejoined Dumbledore's side for reasons. (laughs) Just like Shakespeare. Just it's a perfect Shakespearean comedy. It was such a bad movie. (laughs) I gave it. (laughs) One and a half stars. I'm like, you know what? Venom was better than this. <laughs> Venom was fun. Both least. Venoms? Both Venoms were better than this movie. 
This movie was All boring, right. and I could have written a better movie on a first draft. Now I just want to watch Venom again. Thanks, Blood. So, folks, oh, if you're and still Clarence was uh, Dumbledore's brother's son. For those who care, <laughs> who those of you who listen to this long enough. To not want to watch the movie, but did need to know the answers for what happens in it. When Dumbledore breaks his blood oath uh, charm thing uh, by uh, Grindelwald casts a killing curse at someone and Dumbledore blocks it. So it's just like, uh, he's like, (laughs) Newt asks like, oh, how did that happen? (laughs) How did did you break it? it? And Why then, have your character ask a question <laughs> you don't have the answer to? Well, no, Dumbledore says he was he was making an act of of aggression, and I was making an act of uh, defense. One might just call it luck. <laughs> Stand your ground, laws. Everyone should be legal across the globe. And if that's the one lesson that I can impart to you this episode. <laughs> Let it be so. Uh, but anyway, thanks everybody for listening to this extra bit. Hopefully you got a little more out of it and we got to be a little funnier here. It's, uh, <laughs> come join us next week where we watch, where I'll have watched a movie that will depress me and then I have to be funny again after to talk about the rest of the season. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye.